You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. My name is the Burning Desire, Ernie Osiris, a.k.a. Dirty Ernie Osiris, a.k.a. Mr. Ernesto Osiris, a.k.a. The Cinderella Man, Ernie Osiris. Now, hit my music. Can run on for a long time. Welcome to Hit My Music, the show where we talk about music, wrestling, and the space where those two things meet. My name is David Kincannon, and this week my guest is one of the longest reigning, one of the longest running members of the Embassy in Ring of Honor. He is Mr. Ernie Osiris. Welcome to the show, Ernie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Let's get into it. So the, the way this works is we, we start out talking about uh, just kind of how you grew up listening to music. So let's start at the beginning. Do you remember who was responsible for playing music around you as a kid? Was it your grandparents, your parents, older siblings? It was my mom. Okay. Um, and so I was born in 83. Okay. And I remember the music back then was uh, very much... She would go to aerobics, uh, aerobics classes. So all that aerobics music, that dance party music, like this is the night, dancing <laughs> free until the moment is right, <laughs> together forever, cause this is the sure. so like that. That's the music I remember as a kid. Like when I when I first really remembered listening to music, um, and uh, that sort of progressed into like other songs. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, my first real favorite song growing up. Um, just bear with me. Bear with no, me. Go uh, for it. Oh, man. All right. No, I can't. I can't remember it. I can't remember it right now. <laughs> okay. um, it was I, I forgot what girl sang it, but it was like it was not like the song like a young little boy would be like, oh, this is my favorite song. So was, you know, it was kind of it some was, kind of adult contemporary kind of thing. And. It was so it was so adult contemporary, just so like like if if I had friends if I if I was a teenager and that was my favorite song, my friends would have looked at me like, Is he okay? Is he okay? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> That's funny. Oh. That's great. Uh so do you remember when you started kind of trying to branch out on your own away from like the stuff that your mom was listening to and trying to figure out your own musical taste? Um it was right, you know what, it was right around, uh, I think it was like around like 10, 11. Okay, so early uh, Somebody introduced me to Green, yeah, so like somebody introduced me to Green Day Dookie. And okay. I remember we would listen, we would listen to that CD like front to back. And I always remember like uh, the the secret song, right? All by myself, like at the end, like yeah. I was all by myself. <laughs> and I remember like I had no idea <clears throat> I had no idea what that song represented but I always remember I always wanted to get to the end of that song 
and just the gap in between the final song and that song, which just always took forever. Um, and uh, I think around that time, around that time, I was also introduced, uh, I think Space Jam may have come around around then. Would have been 96. And the, the movie. Yeah, okay. So, um, uh, Space Jam, Alanis Morissette, too. Alanis Morissette, I would, I remember being a kid, and that was the CD I would fall asleep to every single night. It was Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be all over the place with all this. I love it. But Space Jam had my first introduction to hip hop. Really, which was, uh, I remember it was, I think it was LL Cool J, Method Man, uh, Cypress Hill, and uh, I think it was somebody else, but it was the Monstar song. And the only reason I remember that is because back then, other than uh, Criss Cross too, I had Criss Cross, We'll Make You Jump, um, Green Jelly. I don't know if you know Green Jelly. Yeah, absolutely. They had a song. Formerly known as Green Jelly. Yeah. They had a song called Three Little Pigs. Yep. And, uh, yep. And I remember listening to that song. Um, uh, what else? Um, well, the mon- uh, back to the Monstar thing. The whole, the whole thing with the Monstars was there was no curse words in it. So I was allowed to listen to it in my house because there, right, there was no parental advisory on that. Um, man, I'm trying to think about what else. And then, um, and then I remember I had a friend who introduced me to like uh, Naughty by Nature. All right. Um, I, yeah. So like I, I, even though I'm like all over the place, my love for hip hop is probably more or less where I keep everything. Okay, that makes um, sense. I always, I always, I always go down that road more or less with everything else. But then. But then there's this whole other side of just an array of music in my life, whether it's country or whatever. But at that point, um, I really didn't have like an idea of what I like to be. Spin Doctors. Okay. Spin Doctors. Um, what was, uh, help me, help me here. What okay. was like their main song? So their main, so the probably the their main... two biggest songs were um, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong and Two Princes. I think Two Princes uh, was probably the bigger of the hits. And then they had a third kind of minor hit with Jimmy Olsen's Blues, which was the, the pocket full of kryptonite song, as some people know it. No. Mm. Is it – is one of those songs like – all right, I'm, I'm going to be really weird here. No, go for it. <laughs> I, I I, I'm horrible with lyrics. Is, is one of those songs like, say now, won't you listen to you so just huh. go ahead now. Oh yeah, that's that's, uh, uh, that's I think that's I think you're thinking a little miss can't be wrong. Um, let me see yeah, I, let me see okay. if I can pull the let me see if I can pull the lyric. It's um, oh no, actually, actually, based on the rhythm that you're doing, I think you're actually thinking of two princes because it's uh, one two princes here before you now go yes, ahead. that's now. it. That's two princes. So that's it. That's it. And that song I would listen to on a Walkman. And I would, I, I like almost like in my fields, listen to that song. And like, I didn't even, I didn't even know what fields were back sure, then, but sure. I was, whatever I was doing, I was listening to it and I would be like in town or at my friend's house on the curb, like trying to do like a balancing act and like, you know, just like trying to jam out to that one song over and over again. And what sucked back in the day is, 
you know, you had a Walkman, so you would have to rewind and then go back. And then oh, rewind I, and then go oh back. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little older than um, I was born in 77, so. <laughs> I, I, I uh, Ace of Base. Well. Okay. Ace, Ace of Base was a good one that I used to, I, I was into. And um, the, the uh, group who created Cops, the song Cops. Oh, Inner Circle. Uh, Inner Circle. I had an Inner Circle CD. And um, yeah, so it was like Inner Circle, Ace of Base, and uh, Alanis Morissette were like the first like three CDs I had. Okay. And a Shaq CD. I had, I had, oh. I had Shaq's album. I remember that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything from Shaq's album, but I just remember having that album. I remember one song. It was Biological Didn't Bother. It was the one where he basically is extolling the virtues of his of his uh, adopted father and basically talking about what a piece of crap his uh, his real dad was. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, man. I, re- I think maybe... The only thing the only thing I can remember is I think track three was the one I played on repeat. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me let me see if I can find that album and see what track three was. Uh, let's see. Oh, Wikipedia, you're failing me. Shaquille O'Neal discography. Here we go. Studio album. The first one was Shaq Diesel. Which third one? So the, oh, he also had I know I got skills. That was track two, and then track three was I'm outstanding, which was actually produced by maybe Eric Sermon of EPMD. Yeah, it, that may have been I am outstanding. May have been the one. Okay. All right. Um, I, I dig it. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so that was that was my first uh, first introduction into like what I was, and you know the weird thing was is like. I don't remember asking for these CDs. Um, I guess maybe I enjoyed the songs, certain songs at that time. And I guess my parents were just buying me CDs. I, cause I don't remember ever being like, I'm an Inner Circle fan or I'm an Ace of Base <laughs> fan until I had these CDs in my hand. And the other thing it could have been is they could have been my mother's CDs. Oh, okay. That could, that could also be, maybe they weren't my CDs, but uh, yeah, the other, uh, my other big song and, uh, Still to this day is probably in my top five is Johnny B. Good. Uh, okay. My mom had like a disco uh, style, not disco, but uh, like a rock and roll era style CD. Okay. And I remember I loved Johnny B. Good. It was nice. like, and I think a lot of that also has to do with Back to the Future sure. and uh, Michael J. Fox. And that, sure. You know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, and I'd be sitting there literally CDs, CDs in my little CD player with a blank disc with a blank cassette player recording like every kid would making mixtapes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I re- I definitely remember my my radio mixtapes that had like uh I had one that had Shut 'em Down by Public Enemy on it and uh, <laughs> uh 187 there was I don't know, a bunch of weird a bunch of weird rap stuff that the the local the local rap station in my town played. So Right. Uh, so as so so this kind of takes you into your early teen years. As you kind of got into high school, how did your musical taste change at all? Were there did you have friends that sort of maybe introduced you to stuff? So, believe it or not, my father is the first person to introduce me to real like uh it real rap. Okay. Um 
And it was, and it was the funny thing. Cause my dad was like an IMIS in the morning sports radio 66 guy. Okay. Uh, he's, he's like, he's also like, he just does, he's a classic rock kind of guy now. Like I listen to like the music he listens to when he's in the car and it's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not what he was introducing me to. So the three albums he introduced me to were the chronic 2001. Okay. Uh, notorious DIG's uh, double album. Um, Coolio's album with uh, w- w- the 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 main Coolio song. What the heck was that? Uh, that song with, in Dangerous Mind. Oh, Gangsta no, Gangsta in Dangerous okay. Mind, Gangsta's Paradise. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the fourth album, which really wasn't an album, it was just a single with four different styles of this one song with Skilo. I wish I was a little bit taller. Okay. <laughs> um, so he was like the first person to really introduce me to like hip hop. Oh, and Snoop Dogg's doggy style. Okay. Uh, so like we would listen to this as he was taking me to school in the morning. Like it, uh, I remember we had like this Navy blue Jeep and I'd be like, yo, put this on, put that on, put this on, put that And we would just listen the whole way through. And, like, I'm talking about he bought the ones without the parental advisor, you know, like, so, like, he was doing his best to make sure um, that there was no, uh, there was no curses on this stuff. But at the same time, man, like, after that, like, I just, I found the ones with the curses on it. Well, there and you go. To the races. There you go. Yeah. And, um, and then I met, I had a friend who, uh, who really introduced me to um, to Wu Tang Clan, okay. and uh, Wu Tang Clan just became m- my jams. Like I, when I first heard the song Triumph and uh, Reunited, um, it was like I don't know, like it was just like a huge like what is this? You know, I've never never heard anything like this. Like oh. the stuff I've heard. Because he, it was so much more West Coast, and then it was, and then it was Big. I was listening to in the car, but like I, I liked it, but like I didn't really get it. And then all of a sudden, like, because I also, I also was big into rock and like heavy metal and alternative, like so. Like I would be listening to like Disturbed. I would be listening to um, uh, Lincoln Park, uh, other other kind of stuff like that. And I know those are kind of like in between eras and stuff like that, but um. When I heard Wu Tang Clan, it was like, it was like I was hearing a mix of like, almost like a heavy metal and a hip hop coming together, and not so much in like the instruments used, just like how it banged in your head, how it just like it, it just hit, man. Like Triumph just hit, and I would, I remember, I would sit there, I was like, Reunited, Double LP, World Excite, you know, or like, uh, it just, like dog, dog shit. There was a song called Dog yep. Shit on the double album of, of Wu-Tang Forever. And I thought that was one of the coolest songs ever because I love the old Dirty Bastard. And, um, and that's, where I got my, that's where I got my nickname from Dirty Ernie in high school because um, of the ODB and how much I loved ODB. Nice. And, uh, and I remember Method Man and Red Man and uh, the, the Blackout album. And it was just it was just a whole nother level of, of hip hop and music that I was, I was just not privy to until I met my friend. Um, 
Then there was also, you know, then I got into more hip hop where it was like I was into more common and the roots and oh, nice. uh Black Star. Black Star. So most definitely Talib Kweli, yep. like two of my favorites ever. And um I remember when I heard Definition and I was like, what is this? Like, because again, like I, I would just, I, I never was into me. I was so much into wrestling, Dave, that I needed people to show me music. Okay. Like, because otherwise, otherwise I was listening to wrestling songs. I was listening to entrance music. And I was like, <laughs> those were bangers for me, you know? Nice. Like, well, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Yeah. But my but my friend but my friends were were so not wrestling fans, they were just so into like all this stuff, and then you know they were in smoking blood and all this, you know, and that all gradually progressed. And like I was just, I got to know music through all my friends in high school and through cool. what everybody else was listening to, and it was cool. Like and like I don't consider myself at all like like I don't know things like you know like my friends like. Like even like I, you did you did a show with Hagedorn. Like Hagedorn can like say like to me like, hey, you know this guy did this, this, this and I'm like, I have no idea, dude. I have no. I just I just know I like this song right, right. there. I this song gets me to bang and like, I'm so pumped because I I think it's May third. Like most Def and Tyler Collier are coming out with the second Black Star album, Ooh. and um, this guy Madlib is producing it. Nice. And I'm so pumped. Like because again like my childhood is coming back to reinvent itself now. And, uh, you know, red man and method man did that with another blackout album, you know? So like whenever I, whenever I see my childhood come back, I'm so happy because like today, like I look at music and I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of a bummer, man. <laughs> it's a little, like, I, I just, I just don't know. I just yeah. don't know. Like, like if I'm, if, if I listen to TikTok and I hear a banger, I'm like, okay. Like, or if I'm watching TikTok and I hear a banger, <laughs> right. like I'll go to YouTube music, I'll, I'll grab this song and I'll put it on a playlist. But other than that, like, I have no idea really what's going on. Like, I hear, you. I hear um, you. It's, it's funny. Cause but, uh, a last a couple, last couple of years, I've tried to, um, tried to expand like my stuff, my, the stuff I listen to. Cause I found that my Spotify playlist at the end of like 2019 was like all old stuff that I, you know, had been listening to for years. And I was like, you know what? I want to change this. And so like throughout 2021 and throughout 2020, 2021, I was really trying to like find a bunch of new releases. Like I was combing new release lists every week, just trying to find new stuff to listen to. But right. it, it takes, just, it, takes you know, active, like, it takes activity. You have to, you have to try. And so, right. And, um, I mean, so, and I'll, I'll get to some other stuff later on, but sure. you know, uh, I don't, I don't listen to music in the car anymore. And there's a reason why and I'll tell you later about okay. it, but, uh, you know, um, but so anyway, so yeah, so like I was, you know, I was starting to get into the roots, starting to get into comments, starting to get into most step talent quality, definitely Method Man, Red Man, um, uh, Diplomats, you know, uh, Ludacris, Ludacris started becoming crazy in my life. Um, and my friend also introduced me to Rage Against the Machine. And like, that was like, again, like another blow away moment in my life. I was sure. like, what is this? Like, you know, like, like again, I, I'm not, a, I'm not this guy that goes out searching for this stuff. So when people bring it to me, I'm like, holy crap. Um, and I remember we went to a Rock the Bells concert in uh, on Randall's Island in New York, and it was outside. It was almost like the Woodstock of hip hop, okay. or just music in general. And um, that day, 
they had two stages and I remember we skipped school for it. Like a bunch of my friends, we all went and, uh, MF doom was on another, uh, on another, uh, one on the second, uh, stage over there. And that was the first time I got introduced to MF doom. And like, I heard it and I was like, okay, whatever. And I didn't appreciate it until I got older. But, um, but yeah, that was my first introduction to MF doom. But then the headline of the night, believe it or not, it was Wu-Tang Clan and Rage Against the Machine. Ooh. And this was the first time I was in a mosh pit. Nice. Like, this is the first time I got like, state, like whatever, like carried across by everybody. And then, uh, and then I met the outskirts of the mosh pit, which is even more dangerous. Yes. Because people are just throwing fists oh, and have so much space. And I'm like, holy crap. Um, but like most depth Talib quality was there that night. Um, Public Enemy was there that night or, or group or members of, um, I forgot who else was there. I think Cypress Hill was there. I think EPMD was, I, there was just so many people that I had learned to start loving in high school that, um, that I was just like, I was in awe when I was there. I couldn't believe that everybody, everybody we all, that my friends ever loved and were ever appreciated as, as a uh, hip hop artists and, they were just under one roof and I was getting to experience that with them. Um, it was, it was probably one of the coolest moments of my life. And it like, it, it almost solidified the fact that, okay, I was going to be, I was going to be into hip hop for yep. the rest of my life. My I, hear life. That. <laughs> I hear that. Was that the first concert you'd ever gone to or? No. First concert I ever went to, uh, was girls rule the Yule. And it was, it was a Christmas concert my mom brought me to. And I don't, remember, I don't remember anyone else on it, but I do remember No Doubt was there. Okay. And whatever their first uh, big hit song was, uh, I'm, J I'm Just a Girl or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, I remember, I just remember that. And I remember seeing her, uh, who is it, Gwen Stefani? Yep. Is that Gwen, is that Gwen Stefani? Yeah. Yep. I remember seeing her on stage and she threw the finger up for the first time. It was like, Oh my gosh, she threw the finger up. This is crazy. This is great. I was like, my mom's a badass. <laughs> That's great. Um, That's great. And, uh, I can't, I can't for, forget to mention Nirvana. Uh, even when I was a kid to go back, like Nirvana was huge in my life too. That was one of those things that I was introduced to by my, uh, by my friends growing up in, uh, when I was, a, when I was a kid, obviously. Okay. Um, so that was another one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's basically the teenage years. There you go. Uh, <laughs> do you have any, do you have any musical talents? Do you sing, play an instrument or anything? Uh, I sing in the car. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I have okay. no music, ta right. no musical talents. <laughs> I always like to ask just, you know, it's just, it's an interesting thing to, to talk about. Um, what stuff, yeah, are you yeah. what stuff are you listening to now? And I know you said you don't listen to music in the car very often. So um, I'm in recovery. Okay. Uh, I've been sober now for, I think it's, it's either seven years or it's seven years, I think. Yeah, That's seven awesome. years. That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, yeah. So thank you. Um, so I listen to a lot of podcasts okay. um, nowadays. And the, the only reason why is because unless I'm listening to music, working out, music is a very much a trigger for me because it reminds me of like, using and stuff like that okay. when I was back in the day. And like, so like, I don't even smoke cigarettes anymore. So, That's so awesome. if I'm in the car and it was, so, it was so funny. Do you remember the red man method man versus that came out on a uh, thriller? I think it is or thriller. Yes. 
they they did it on fight on the fight app so i was listening to that on my way home because i was like it's red man method man i'm not freaking not listening to it all right, right. So, <laughs> so i was listening to it on the way home and it was like the first time like i really listened to music on uh on a ride home after a meeting and uh all i wanted to do was smoke mm. while i was listening to it all i wanted to do was smoke blunt i wanted to open my window up i wanted to have a cigarette i wanted to do everything and that was when i like really realized i was like Oh, you really can't listen to music while you drive. Okay. Like, this is just not good for you. Um, I could do it with other people in the car. I okay. could do it with my kids in the car. I could do it with my wife in the car. But when I'm by myself, I cannot listen to music. And, uh, or I can, yeah, I cannot listen to music because if I do, it's just, it, it brings those thoughts into my head. So I try to refrain from that. But when I'm working out, it's literally, uh, I'm listening to Young Jeezy. I'm listening to Method Man, Red Man, Rage Against the Machine. I'm listening to Disturbed, Linkin Park, uh, Eminem. Um, I'm li- whatever. My, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever watched um, How I Met Your Mother. So, Bar- Barney Stinson and How I Met Your Mother, Neil Patrick Harris. He he gets into the limo at one point and he has a he has a mix mixtape or a mix CD. And uh, he talks about everybody makes mixed CDs that are like a roller coaster. They're up and down, but he only makes mixed CDs that are up, that only go up. So it's all like, <laughs> so it's just all music that gets you going. The Get Psyched uh, Mix. That's you, yeah, like a Get Psyched Mix. Yep. That's my playlist, basically. My playlist is anything and everything that is going to get me pumped for the moment that I'm in right now and for the hour and a half that I'm going to be working out. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's never, it's never anything like, like if I could just, just and I like next to even just next to like all the, uh, all like the entrance music, uh, I'm a huge second chance fan. Uh, I don't know if anybody really knows second chance, but, uh, he, he just, he's uh he's like a country hip-hop uh rocker and he's just he's unreal like i have an entrance song i'm probably i'm sure we'll get to it later uh but there was an entrance song i use undeniable and it's probably one of the coolest songs i've ever heard in my life and i never heard it nobody ever showed it to me it just happened to like pop up on facebook or something one day and i was like what is this uh but like yeah like if i'm just uh the xc's hollywood undead uh uh, ASAP Rocky, um, you know, uh, Europe, uh, B.O.B., uh, Pun- Big Pun, uh, Dragon Force, uh, The Roots, L.O. Cool J, big, you know, it, 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 it's just, it goes from one area to the next, you know, um, Christina Aguilera, Fighter, <laughs> Destiny's Child okay. Survivor, like, like nice. those are like, like, it's whatever, whatever is going to get me rocking and rolling, you know what I mean? I love it. That's awesome. From there, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back on the other side, and we will talk about uh, wrestling and how music integrates with that. So we'll be right back. All right.
right, welcome back. Uh, this is Hit My Music. I'm David Kincannon. I'm here with Ernie Osiris. Let's talk about wrestling. When did you first get into wrestling as a fan? Okay, so uh, my grandfather was off the boat from Portugal. Okay. Didn't speak a lick of English, right? Um, when, when I was like seven years old, my first memories are of him watching wrestling and me being there. Now, I don't know uh, if I can remember, see, I, it's hard because they, you know, like, obviously like who knows if that memory even is a real legit memory. But to me, I remember my grandfather liking wrestling or loving wrestling. That was the thing he watched. He shot, he shooed away the kid, but I would stay and watch. And when he died, he actually left me my three first Coliseum home video wrestling tapes. Oh, nice. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Greatest matches, uh, champions, and uh, SummerSlam, like best SummerSlam matches. And I remember back in the day, so those matches would like consist of like the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Hulk Hogan, the Mega Powers, taking on uh, Money Incorporated, which was IRS, and Ted DiBiase. Uh, it also had... A uh, little, I think it had Texas Tornado and Mr. Perfect on one of those. Um, it had Bret Hart. I forgot. Uh, it was probably Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect match. Uh, it had the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan match, which I never saw, you know, until I had those, until I had those, um, those uh, VHSs. Right. Uh, it also had Macho, Macho Man winning the world title and the big, uh, big 16 man, was it 16 man or 32? I can't remember. Uh, but it was the WrestleMania tournament, basically. I think it was 16. It was 16. Um, but uh, yeah, it had it had those. Uh, it had all these different matches. Uh, I remember it also had a match with Power and Glory versus the LOD. I think. Okay. It was either the LOD. It was either LOD or it was uh, or it was. Uh, uh, la, 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 la. It was either LOD or it was Brett and the Anvil um, uh, against Power and Glory. Okay. But, um, yeah, th so that was, like, my first introduction, and I would literally watch those tapes on replay over and over again. Because, again, I didn't know where to find this. Like, you know, like, I wasn't – and when I grew up, too, like, we didn't have cable, really. Okay. We had uh, – my grandparents had the touch – television you know you had to go up like it was like three through nine so okay point, had to it, turn the dial you know, and then yeah and i i live in the woods in long island so <laughs> we didn't get cable out by me i literally had a dirt road until the time i was like 10 10 or 12 or something like that but um we had no cable so we got like channels in connecticut like you had to go to like you had to dodge like 30 channels of nothing to get to channel 61 or something like that to maybe get maybe get star trek in connecticut oh man you know like it was just yeah so we, there was no there was no television really in my house okay. until i got a little bit older um so, you so lived off those but that was my first lived lived those three those three and sometimes you go you know you go back in the day when there were video stores you know local video store not blockbuster a right. local video store uh i found um Capital, 
Combat by WCW and RoboCop was in it. And I was like, right. what's RoboCop doing in, in wrestling? <laughs> like, you know? He's friends with Sting. I mean, seemed normal to me. Right, exactly. He's friends with Sting. Yeah, of course. Uh, RoboCop saves everyone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, like, so that was really like my first introduction into wrestling. Okay. And uh, I finally remember when we got cable, there were two things I watched. Uh, well, there were, besides cartoons. But uh, the two things I watched were WWE Superstars, okay. or WWF Superstars at the time, because it was on Saturday mornings at 12 o'clock after all my cartoons, like Life with Louie and Bobby's World and Eat the Cat. Um, and then uh, WMAC Masters was okay. another one, because it was so close and replicated of wrestling. Like it just like, it had like that, that corny drama, you know what I mean? As a yes, kid, I do. you're like, Oh my God. Um, and I was, you know, big Ninja Turtles fan and Power Rangers fan. So that was right up my alley. Um, but sense. I remember like that, that was how I found WWF. I was, okay. I, Superstars was on one morning and my, my love for wrestling really picked up then. And I think Bret Hart was like the champion at that time. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, and then, you know, that all grew into watching Monday Night Raw, um, watching, and I, dude, I was, so my, so my friends, right? Like, I, like, again, like I was telling you, they like, and we're talking about like, even in high school, okay? Right. So my, my friends would be like, yo, Ernie, let's go out. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And I'd be like, no, I'm watching, I'm watching Raw or I'm watching this pay-per-view tonight. <laughs> and what I, was re- what I was really doing, David, was I was watching these, these pay-per-views and stuff, but I, was, I had a plethora of action figures. And ah. I, was, I, li- I literally have books of it. I have books still where I wrote down every match and how that match ended and to get ready for the next for Monday Night Raw because I was a booker at home and nice. I was playing with my E-Fed, you man. Fix that. And, and like, so I had to be home like Sunday night. I had to be there Monday night. I had to be there Thursday night. I had to be there. That's awesome. You know, I, I needed to be done even Fridays and Saturdays. That was good, but you could not get me away from those evenings, <laughs> you know? And even I had a friend, I had a friend who was a WCW guy. And I would go to his house and we would do like, he would, we would do like a WCW show for him every now and then, like, cause he had his dudes. So nice. it was just like, that was what I was doing. I wanted to book. I wanted to be a part of this. Oh, I just all I ever wanted. I love that. Uh, so earlier we talked about how you, you were brought music, you know, you were introduced to music by your friends because you were too busy listening to wrestler entrance themes. What was your favorite wrestler right. entrance themes? <laughs> What was my favorite wrestler entrance theme? Um, probably Xbox version of DX. Okay. That was that was really one of my favorites. Um, when, uh, when they uh, Jericho's was good. I'm trying to really think though, like if I really had a favorite favorite that I played constantly. Um. I really like, you know, it was one of my favorites. The Broods was one of my favorites okay. because I was like trying to be a goth kid, I guess, at the time too. <laughs> um, but uh, but when the Undertaker, when the Undertaker saw music came out and 
it had that guitar riff in the beginning of it. There was like all of a sudden, like the Undertaker's music had this like sick guitar riff, and it just a, a, a louder bass bump to it. And I was like, oh wow! It was like when it was like the Corporate Ministry or something like that, okay. or when he got darker, I guess. But that was uh, that was one of my favorites. Um, I'm trying to think. Was there like an epic? No, it was. Pro- it really was probably like Xbox Xbox version of the DX song. Because okay. it was just, it was very different than any, than the regular, the, the regular DX song was good, but it got, it got repetitive and like, you never really heard X-Pop theme song all the time. So it was, it was one of those songs that I was like, this is great. This is, this is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, when Edge, when Edge got like Rob Zombie to do his, like, that was cool to me. I right. was like, this is a great song. And again, that's how I got introduced to Rob Zombie or like the insane clown posse. Okay. Like I had no idea what the heck the Insane Clown Posse was or what Juggalos were until the Insane Clown Posse came to the WWF and they were a part of that whole like weird the oddities. Uh, the oddities, yeah. And um, and I remember I thought that song was awesome, and I bought five ICP ICP <laughs> albums to find that song. So I had to become an ICP fan. Sure. And, then, and that's when I like learned about Great Malenko and, right. and I was just like, or, you know, like all these different, or even their version of the pig, Three Little Pigs or whatever yep. it was. Um, I, but I, I, I forcefully became an Insane Clown Posse fan <laughs> for that one song alone. Oh God, that's awful. Hagedorn <laughs> and I had a fun discussion about uh, ICP on, our, on his episode. It's just so it's so, it's so interesting, man. Yep. Like how like all right, all right, so here's another good one. Um Master P, right? Had no idea who Master P was, sure. even at this time. Like I maybe I did, maybe I had a, a, an inkling of Master P, but until he did the Hootie Who song <laughs> and uh and he was in WCW, I was like, Oh my god, what is this? This is this is great. Woo! And I would go, I would run around my house yelling, who do you? Or, or, um, Vampiro and, and him coming out with the Misfits, you know, like, I didn't know who the Misfits were, sure. I, you know, and like, again, like I, I started getting the Misfits and then I had a friend in high school who was into the Misfits and he was into like Alice Cooper and all this stuff. And again, Alice Cooper, right? Jake the Snake Roberts coming out with Alice Cooper. Right. Like, like, again, these like. I was really introduced to stuff like in music. I was never really like, I was never the guy who was like, yo, you should check this out until I got older and I got deeper into hip hop. Um, it was always, it was always either my friends or wrestling that brought me the musical uh, entertainment in my life. <laughs> interesting. That, that's interesting. Very fun. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about entrance themes. So it's specifically your okay. entrance themes. Um, I think probably the one that that you're probably most known with because of your ROH years is probably going to be God's going to cut you down. Would you agree with that? No, no, okay. I would not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, part of that, I came out to that. I, I okay. Part of that is that that that's what's listed on a cage match. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the ROH stuff is like, especially if you go on Honor Club, is missing theme songs. Right. So, 
was a it was a bit of well, a guess so, estimate on my part. So no, and, and that's fine. That's fine, and it, it it would be it would be a good guess. I mean, because again, like I didn't have I didn't have a lot of singles time in ROH. Um, you know, I started as a student right in ROH, so I found my mom again being the cool person that she is got me two tickets to a wrestling show and uh, it just happened to be ring of honor. And I was, I was in current influx. So when I was, when I was a kid, my mom made a deal. She said, you know, you, we own a hair salon. So uh, I imagine we've had it in the family for 32 years now. So she said, you know, you go to beauty, you go to beauty school and I'll let you go be, I'll let you go live your dream. So the bribery worked. I graduated beauty school and I went to go live my dream. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I tried a couple of spots. So I tried, uh, I tried going to, uh, I tried doing TNA when they did the gut check. And then I went up to Scott DeMore school in Canada because that's where they moved it to because the gut check was basically ending, but he was looking for people to come to come to his uh, training facility. And it didn't really work because I wasn't able to get a job. I, I, it didn't work because I didn't make it work. You know what I mean? Like people, people make things work no matter what. Uh, so for me to say like, it didn't work because of X, Y, and Z, it didn't work because of maybe some of those things, but it really didn't work because I didn't let it work or I didn't make it work for me. Um, so I went back home, you know, I tried, uh, I tried WWA four, uh, down in Atlanta at some point. Um, you know, uh, but again, like, it was just like a three day camp and we didn't know if I was necessarily going to go there. Uh, but then I found ring of honor and it was three and a half hours away from my house. So I would drive, uh, Monday night and do, I think it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, practice, come home Thursday, work Thursday, Friday. And if they had shows, I'd go back up and I'd be on the road with them until then, you know? So like I paid my dues in ring of honor. Uh, and I met all my friends who are my friends today in ring of honor. Right. Um, but, uh, getting back to the music. So back then, like, you know, I did, uh, my first entrance song was echelon by pillar. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I liked it, but it just, I remember going out to it and I was like, ah, this is kind of all right. But then I remember hearing God's going to cut you down. And I was like, yo, this is a great song. I was like, um, I love this song. So I just came out to it, you know, like, I didn't really, I didn't equate entrance music to like personality either. You know what I mean? Sure. I equated entrance music back then to, oh, this is a cool song. I want to come out to it. Now, I don't know if Hagedorn told you, but Hagedorn was going to come out to God's going to cut you down. And I cut him out of God's coming. God's going to cut you down first by coming out with it at final battle. Um, But it didn't last. Okay. And, uh, you know, it only, I, I can't even remember how many other matches I had after that because I ended up getting into a different persona after that. I ended up doing the Dirty Ernie gimmick. And uh, what that ended up being like, um, I remember I did, I, that one song I forgot to, forgot to mention to you was uh, Dirty Meth off uh, Method Man's 4, uh, 421, uh, 421 album, okay. I believe, 420 album. Um, because that was the last song that was done with ODB. Okay. And again, I was trying to pay pay tribute to the fact that I loved Method Man and I loved the old Dirty Bastard and 
Old Dirty was the song I got. And I just couldn't come out to anything else that Old Dirty did because it just didn't click with me really as an entrance song because now I was trying to equate an entrance song to my personality okay. rather than just coming out to cool music. That makes sense. So it was, it was uh, Dirty Meth and the other song was Let's Get Dirty by Redman. Okay. Because again, like they, were, they just, so like if I was, uh, if I was a heel, uh, it would be Dirty Meth because of how the song, the, the tempo slowed down. It was a little bit hard. It was. It wasn't as. Uh, it wasn't as much of a banger as freaking dirty. Uh, Let's get dirty was because when you put Let's get dirty on, man, how are you gonna boo the guy that comes out to that song? Sure. So, um, so those were those were my originals before we started getting themed music. I guess you could say before right. Ring of Honor started buying actual songs. Right. That makes sense. Um, let me go ahead and I'm going to play a couple. I'm going to play some clips real quick. This first one, we're gonna, I'm going to play Echelon by Pillar. I remember their, uh, their, fir- their fir- I think it was their first album right around 2001, 2002 was called Fireproof. And that was my introduction to Pillar. Yep. Yep, that was my introduction too, and I, I Echelon know, just happened to be on that album. I know a lot of people who thought that they were they were bad uh, POD ripoff. They were a bad. A lot of people thought they were a bad POD ripoff band. See, Steve, I had no idea. Like, and I love POD, but like, I would have no idea about that. Sure. Like, I I remember I would just hear this and I, like Fireproof was my introduction, and I was like, so Fireproof's a great song, and I was like, eh, it's not an entrance song now. So I used to write. I used to write CD reviews for a couple of Christian hip hop websites and on our message boards, Uh I I knew people who had grown up with the guys from POD and they were very offended by, by pillar. Wow. Weird. Very offended. Yes. Because they, because they literally, they literally felt like they were ripping them off, which I didn't get, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, Here's a little bit of God's going to come down. can run on for a long time okay and then here's a little bit of uh let's get dirty by red man turn me up some and then did you did you ever really come out to the embassy's hdnet era theme song i did okay um, I've got that too, and so I was. I, was that just kind of like yeah, when you were I'm doing tra- like multi-man matches? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, see, it, and that's that's the other part. I don't think you could ever find um, "Feet Don't Fail Me Now." Oh, I, I don't know if you oh, yes, find I did. that anymore. I oh, you it. did. Yep. That was that was our jam, man. Okay. I don't know who picked that for me, but they were spot on. Let me uh, play <laughs> a little bit of that. <laughs> Don't fail me now Cause I got a long road ahead Road ahead You can try that's, So that's interesting. That was just kind of a random somebody grabbed that and played it sometime. That that was my that was when I came out of the singles when HGNF first started. So okay. I think I was on like episode four against Delirious. And okay. um, 
and they they that was the first time they played that song and my friends and i were like what is it like <laughs> like my, my friend grizz my friend grizzly is like all about that song like, he's like Yo, that great. was a great song man <laughs> um, that's great yeah and then uh and then you know there was the embassy songs and um i remember when hdnet gave the embassy like i don't i think it was like a generic song but i remember nana when we got into Sinclair, man, Nana, when Scrooge McDuck money, oh my God, like that was just, cause he, he, he got his boys do that. Okay. And I was like, yo, this is sick. Man. <laughs> I was so pumped when we had that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's talk about some of your stuff on the indies. I know um, I had found some stuff. You had done a couple of shows for Flying V Fights. Specifically, there was a gauntlet match that you were in, and and that well, that was one where you had come out to that second chance song, Undeniable. Let me play a little bit of that. That's a that's a cool song. I had never heard of him before uh, before I found that, and so that's that's pretty cool. Dude, he has he has some epic songs, and it's not just like it's not just that that song like in that tempo that makes them epic. Like a lot of his songs, I don't know why, but it's the way he just that one. He doesn't really do it, but in his other ones, he he figures out this way to bring hip hop and rock and roll. That one he does hip hop and rock and roll, but the country that he brings into some of his songs sometimes. And I'm just like, wow, this guy's really good. And like, no, nobody really knows about him. But at the same time, like, there are people that know about him. Like, I, I he's getting like a thousand hits, two thousand hits, whatever the case may be. You know, I'm just like, he's, he's got great stuff. Yeah. He's got great stuff. Um, so the gauntlet for Flying V was, uh, it was almost one of my last trips. Okay. Uh, so Flying V at that time was uh, run by my friend Jason, and uh, who's a very good friend of mine today. Um, actually, you kind of remind me a lot, a lot like him. That's why oh. this has been such a great conversation. Yeah, he, uh, I can hear the passion in your voice, and the way the way you exude that passion out is the same way he exudes that passion <laughs> to me when he when we talk about wrestling or when he we talk about. So Flying V was actually a um, a theater. And he was the head director of that theater, basically. And he loved pro wrestling and he wanted to put pro wrestling together. And, uh, and he did that. And we met through a company known as Fight Pro, okay. uh, which, I, which was owned by another friend of mine. And I bought the rights to and I'm currently trying to do something with, hopefully in the future. Oh, so cool. we're going to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but he came out with Flying V and he put me in this gauntlet match. I, I told him I would help any way I can. Right. And, um, he, I, I got to, I got to work that match. And this was the first time, not the first time, but like one of the first times I was really honing in on what the, what the burning desire was going to be. Um, so I call myself the burning desire because in AA or in any anonymous really, uh, in the last 15 minutes of a meeting, they call for a burning desire. If anybody wants to use, hurt themselves, hurt someone else. So I tried to take a different spin on it. Okay, and cool. I, uh, I, I, I tried to use the burning desire as my desire and my love for pro wrestling. 
my desire to go into that ring and just create, my desire to be a part of pro wrestling and just create an atmosphere on that canvas, out in the back, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, so I got to be a part of that gauntlet and I got to the guy who took me out, uh, Mac Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a part of the Riot City, uh, Riot City at that time. And um, it was nice because we had always wanted to get into the ring together and we never got that opportunity. And, um, and even in those last final five minutes before he beats me, we at least got to have that moment. That's cool. We at least got to have that, that time in that ring. And uh, I loved it because it's wrestling in ring of honor was a lot different than me wrestling now. Okay. So in ring of honor, I, I wasn't okay still, you know, I was right. going through all my demons as they say. Um, in 2016, 2015, I was, I was a sober human being and I got to start wrestling as a sober human being. And I got to enjoy what my seven year old self would have wanted me to enjoy and not get consumed over by other things. And, uh, it meant a lot to me that people were actually caring and considerate and loving enough to actually want to work with me again after the person I was, if that makes sense, because yeah. ring of honor didn't want anything to do with me okay. still to this day, didn't want anything to do with me. Even, you know, like I, I had made amends with people there and I was trying my best to, uh, get back in, but uh, there was just no luck, you know, even just doing stuff backstage because I had burned that bridge sure. pretty bad. Um, so it was nice to know that I didn't burn other bridges and that people, had this weird respect for me, you know, like there were people, I guess, that grew up and watched me wrestle on ring of honor. And they were, they, they wanted to have matches with me. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but I was, I was dirty earning on ring. of Honor. He's like, no, but you don't understand. And it just, I didn't realize that I had that effect on certain people that were becoming pro wrestlers. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, that's it was, awesome. it was some, it was something I never thought would exist in my life, I guess, that I would have this impact. And uh, it was just really nice to hear. It was very humbling to hear, that's for sure, because I still to this day can't believe somebody. I had a match uh, recently in um, for Voltage uh, in Pennsylvania with, um, with Mac, May- Mac Mayhem's uh, tag partner, Sickened. And after, and before the match and after the match, he kept telling me like, you know, like this is, this is something I've always wanted. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself and I'm like, of all the people, all the wrestlers, (laughs) all these people in the the universe that are a part of this, uh, like fraternity basically of, of guys and girls, you're, you're most excited or one of (laughs) or one of the most exciting moments is to have a match with me. Like, like, it's just, it's so weird to even say or hear or think about to this day, you know? Yeah. And again, very humbling, very humbling. I'm very happy that I could be a part of it just in his life, but because it was a match I wanted to have, you know, sure. like I, I never wanted to have a wrestling career that was, that was so mediocre or so unfulfilling as the one I had when I was using, you know, and even though I'm not, you know, doing 
big light stuff in WWE or AEW or even Ring of Honor now or whatever the case may be. The stuff I'm doing now has been more fulfilling than, than that stuff. And that's, you know, that's saying a lot, I think, because here I am trying to do something now or working to be a part of uh, other people's independent wrestling shows and just wanting to help any way I can. And to me, that's great. You know, my kids got to see me have their, uh, they got to see their father actually wrestle this year or last year, I should say. And I thought that was just a moment that was amazing for me and for them. And, you know, I want my, but my last wrestling match would be the one my littlest remembers, you know, cause right. I want them to at least know their dad did this some at some point. That's awesome. He at least followed his dreams. That, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I want them to follow their dreams. Absolutely. All right. I think that's, I think that's about as great a way to, to wrap up this show as we possibly could. Uh, Ernie, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, tell people if do you have anything to plug, go ahead and plug it right here. I mean, you can just find me on Twitter at earn to burn Osiris. Um, and that's basically it. I really don't got much else to plug, man. All right. Um, uh, again, thank you so much for yeah. being on the show. This has been a blast. Dave, thank you so much, man. I really know. appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Hit My Music. We'll talk to you next time. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including add-ons with wrestling, we need wrestling, longbox heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.